This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest. I am your host, Jason McClissy. Coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who has a relationship with a man who died in 1870, your host. I know that, dude. Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from San Francisco, California. I may or may not still be asleep, Jason. Really? Why? What's going on with you? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to mix up. I, I have a hard time getting to sleep, so... I'm trying to mix up the uh, sleep aids that I take, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, because I don't want to. I'm, I'm, my fear is that I'm going to get so dependent that I'm going to become like one of those guys you see on uh, like Intervention or some A and E channel, you know, where I have this terrible addiction to. I believe they're called benzos. All right. Well, what are uh, elucidate for me? What are your various? I mean, what are the ones that you, you shake up? Do you have a whole, uh, like a whole... Well, I have things that are designed because my problem is when I try to go to sleep is when, and I don't know if you're like this or not, because I know sometimes you have a hard time going to sleep. My mind starts just to race, you know? Like, I'm tired, but my head just starts spinning, you know what I mean? I'm thinking about everything that happened in the day, what I want to do tomorrow, and uh, it becomes impossible for me to, like, just relax and go off to sleep. So usually you take, like, a an ambient or some sort of like, you know, anti-anxiety pill, which will make you just kind of relax and then you just kind of drift off into sleep. So last night, the pill of choice was ambient and the ambient actually usually doesn't do it for me, but last night it hit me kind of, you know, wham. And uh, I woke up this morning at like eight and I was like, huh? <laughs> well, that's a good thing then. What time did you go to sleep? Oh, uh, probably... Around twelve thirty ish, so yeah, not not bad, not a bad night's sleep. Yeah, that's a good seven and a half hours. I have been waking up early. That's what's been happening to me of late. Uh, my mind isn't running at night, but when I it, it starts off in the morning and I just get get cranked. And uh, yeah, so I woke up around five thirty this morning. Um, Woo! Yeah, but I stayed in bed, but until around six, and then I was like, "Well, I might as well, might as well get up and do things." Because I have a big day today, which is another reason why uh, your host Rob is tired. Because I'm making him get up early because I have to go be uh, in Pasadena on a sh- commercial shoot today. Rob, I got to go be in a ah, in a commercial. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, that's reason enough for me to get my. Uh, I, and I should be out of bed by now, anyway. But um, yes, not a problem, Jason. I'm here to entertain with you. 
<laughs> well, I appreciate that. I've had a crazy, crazy busy past couple of days, which I can tell you all about uh, once we get started with the show proper. Uh, how are you, Rob? Right. I guess I already know that. Do we have any guests on today's show? No, we have no we have no guests today. You know, because I wasn't even sure because uh, your your audition or, or your your shoot time was kind of it was ambiguous at one point. So I wasn't even sure we were going to do a show. And so yeah. I told Reba, just take. Just you know, take some time. Go for the big fish. So she's working on some uh, some things in the uh, upcoming winks. Well, winks, winks. I need winks. Uh, upcoming weeks that are going to be really, really big. All right. Well, that's exciting. Uh, again, I, I appreciate you accommodating this what a WDS schedule to accommodate my schedule. I was uh, I, I shot a, I was in an independent feature yesterday, uh, which took wow. up most of my day, and then uh, I'm doing this uh, commercial shoot today. Uh, and uh, my my weekend was bananas. B a n a n a s. Do the kids still say that? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, th- these people do. Oh, okay. The people that listen to this show and call in and write. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's hear from them. How do we do that? You can write to us at whatdovesaid at gmail dot com because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Again, we're getting rocking numbers on Facebook. Uh, uh, just search for us on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter. Did you notice, Rob, the other day that Twitter itself recommended that we be followed? Oh, I, you know, I did was I got that message and I wasn't. I kind of didn't pay attention to it because I thought it might have been a spam thing. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's some Twitter account called Twitter Recommends, and if you'll notice that it's it's verified, which means that mm. whatever that means. But you know, for example, if you go looking for Mackenzie Phillips and you want to make sure it's the real Mackenzie Phillips, uh, well, first of all, Jason, you're the only one that goes looking for Mackenzie Phillips. Well, all right, I keep trying. <laughs> if she's got, and she's not verified, by the way, I've noticed. But let's say you go looking for someone else. I don't know, uh, Doctor Drew, someone you're interested in, perhaps. They'll be, yes, yes, they'll I... have a little check mark next to him, a little blue check mark that says verified. So okay. Twitter recommends is verified. So I assume they come from the Twitter people, and they recommended that you follow us. Now it gets a little tricky because um, there is a what Duvet said Twitter account, but that's not the official account. The official account is at Bob Duvet, your your gracious host. So find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, email us, or give us a phone call at. 415-937-0445. And that number is live, and it's 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by. Great. Wow, we sound like a real show, Rob. I know, right? What's going on? Maybe this uh, maybe this kind of like uh, ambient-induced, uh, post-ambient-induced state I'm in is, is good for us. I'll experiment. I'll tinker. <laughs> good for you. I grant you that tinkering. <laughs> Uh, and I want to just say one more thing quickly, Jace, about the Facebook numbers that are climbing. Yes. And we want them. We have a new goal, folks. I feel like it's uh, we're like a tele- telethon. Is that what it mm-hmm. is? If you're um, talking about a yeah, telethon, we, that's what it is. Let's go to the big board, Reba. Uh, we want to uh, we want to make those numbers climb. We want 200 now, and we yeah, know you 200. could do it. Only you could do it for us. I cannot understand the Facebook thing. We have so many Twitter followers. We get so many emails. We, yeah. we get we get so many phone calls. And I don't. It's maybe Facebook is you know so 2010 or something. Like maybe people you know, just aren't into the Facebook thing anymore. You were onto something, my friend, because a, um, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, sent out this. Um, 
it wasn't really a cryptic message on Facebook, but basically it was just saying she was apologizing for not being more active on Facebook, but just like, you know, work has been killing her and she hasn't been able to like, you know, wish people the requisite happy birthday on Facebook and chime in on the, you know, whatever conversations or, you know, pictures of kids and stuff like that. And I, I turned to my wife and I said, ah, I predicted this. See, it was like there was this wave about maybe, I don't know how long, you know, you've been on Facebook a couple years now, right? Where yeah. everybody was on. And now it seems like that's because, and my wife brought up an interesting point, a lot of work um, um, companies and whatnot are banning Facebook. They're not letting people access it. Oh. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of fritter away the day at work, you know, just keeping tabs and commenting. And now it's like, you know, that's kind of when they get home. And when they get home, I'm sure a lot of people are very busy and they have, you know, things to attend to and kids. And they the last thing on their mind is like, you know, engaging in some sort of witty debate that happened, you know, eight hours prior. Yeah, that's a good point. I've so I, I, I watch out, Eisenberg. You're going broke, buddy. It's over. <laughs> the ride's over. I don't know if that's entirely true. I remember, but I got onto Facebook back when MySpace was still quite the rage, and yep, yep. there were uh, two friends of mine. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that they were two gorgeous women. Um, mm. Said I should get on yeah. Facebook, so I was like, "All right." So I got onto Facebook, and I had them as my friends, and that was it because there was nobody on Facebook, you know. And I was like, "Well, okay, I'm I'm happy to be friends with you, Kate and Crystal, but uh, I, I I'm friends with you on MySpace, so who cares?" And then right around the time my high school reunion happened, uh, all sorts of um, people started cropping up on Facebook right around that same time, and it pretty much coincided with my high school reunion, so. There was a big buildup of this sort of collecting of people that I, I had lost touch with for many, many years uh, arriving on Facebook. And then the reunion happened. And then there was sort of keep in touch with everybody after the reunion happened. But seriously, now, uh, after – if it's, you know, the third year now that I'm wishing – Joe Blow a happy birthday. Uh -huh. It's like, you know, I, I've already wished him a happy birthday for the past two years. I, it's, what, what more do I have to say to him? And I'm done with my big Facebook experiment. I had a, a Facebook experiment going for many years or well, for about yes. a year and a half, maybe two years. Where It was epic. Yeah, every day I would write, I would go through my Facebook friends and write how I knew them as my Facebook status, and it kept me on there every single day. And now that I don't have that, I really don't have a reason to log onto Facebook except to check in and see what people I actually genuinely care about. Or not that I don't genuinely care about all of our Facebook fans, all 157 of them. But oh, I, I follow like... them. They're the only people I follow. It's just our fans. Oh yeah, I, I, only people I'm interested in, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have 500-some-odd no, Facebook friends, and uh, I'm only I, – I, not that I'm not interested in all of them, but there's probably about 100 of them that I would be more interested in if they were ever on Facebook, and they're not. So I never see what I they're know. doing. You know? Yeah. So get get it together, people. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't get be your afraid. Get your what do they said spam like everybody else. Yeah, we should start uh, getting some T-shirts and stuff. We should expand into more uh, new media, don't you think? Have I think YouTube we are. Page? Oh, yeah? It's in the works. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Hallie has a silk screen. So I think we're going to start silk screening limited numbers. And maybe we can make a contest out of it. Uh, you know, a lucky winner. Somebody we don't know can uh, win one of these shirts. 
Oh, are we doing t-shirts, or are we actually going to go down the moist towelette route? Oh, no, no, we'll do t-shirts. We'll get to work up to the moist towelettes, because I think it's a delicate uh, balance of fragrant, fragrance and, uh, and cleaning materials that make a moist towelette. Okay, yeah, and I don't know how you uh, silkscreen a moist towelette. <laughs> I would not know either. <laughs> Sounds tedious. No, I just want to just, uh, you know, you know, I'm really big about tying up things in a, in a little bow. Um, yes. And that Facebook story, you're, I think why Facebook has become less interesting for me is uh, because I went through and I kind of in a manic sort of like, ah, I'm over this. I hid a bunch of the people that would kind of like stoke my fire and kind of even if it was an, keeping me interested in an angry way, it kept me like interested. And so I hid like tons of people. Just in a preemptive strike, figuring they were going to hide me anyway, because I, I was given to ranting and raving. Yeah. And uh, now I get nobody of, it, of really any interest that pops up in my feed. You know, I there's a way to check to see who you've hidden in your Facebook feed, which I it becomes increasingly difficult every more every time they upgrade Facebook. It becomes harder and harder for me to figure out how Facebook does the things that I want to customize it to do. Uh -huh. And I haven't hidden anybody from my feed for, I don't know, maybe two two years now just because it, I, I forget and it doesn't – I just don't bother, you know. But yeah. uh, I I checked it the other day and I was like, well, oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, how interesting. Let me see who I've hidden. And I hadn't realized that I've hidden like 70 people. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa. So I went, wow, no wonder I never hear from this person. And I clicked on the page and then I went, oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah, now, now I remember. <laughs> hidden they shall stay. Yeah, hidden they shall stay. Uh, well, Jason, let's, let's, let's get off this Facebook business. I, I'm, I know that you had a, uh, a crazy, um, a lost weekend, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of a lost weekend. Did you know? That there is a place in Beverly Hills called Nick's Martini Lounge, I think it's called Nick's Martini Bar. Only somebody on a lost weekend would know that. Yeah, and they have in this place. It's a it's a restaurant that's kept pretty chilled actually, because the entire um, zeitgeist of the place is that they serve martinis. Mm -hmm. But in addition to okay. serving martinis, um, and it's kind of Russian themed. First of all, they have a band <laughs> that's incredibly loud uh, that plays like medleys of songs, which was pretty funny for people to dance to. So they would play funny. like a Prince song medleyed with a Michael Jackson song medleyed with You Can Call Me Al, which was very odd. <laughs> <laughs> sounds disconcerting. So you're in a basically you're in a meat locker getting martinis while a really loud band plays uh uh, random uh, songs from the 80s. Yeah, that's exactly it. The people I was at the table with were all, you know, people were dancing and having fun and enjoying themselves and smiling. And then suddenly You Can Call Me Al came on and palpably the <laughs> the mood changed. <laughs> it was like, wow, this took a very strange turn. <laughs> um, but at, at this place, they have what's called the Vodka Locker. And what it is, it's a room that's kept at, I'm going to say, 28 degrees. It's basically a walk-in wow. freezer where they have all sorts of various vodkas on the wall. And then in the center, kind of like a center island like you would have in a kitchen, they have shot glasses. And you mm -hmm. just you, you pick them off the wall. And they give you big uh, fur coats like you're a Russian spy and a big fur hat okay. that you, you put on and you go into the vodka room. 
uh, and they, you ju you just pick shots from this these multiple bottles of vodka on the wall and and pour shots and drink from them. Can you imagine such a place? No, but now I am uh, starting to rethink my vacation plans. <laughs> well, believe me. And you know what was the most fascinating thing about it is there's a hostess who brings you in who talks up and, and explains the various different kinds of vodka that they have in there and what makes them what. And she's talking and being friendly and pouring shots and, and just being like part of the party. I mean, she's not drinking, but she's she's there being part of it. Um Mm -hmm. And then uh, we go back to the table and sit down, and later she brings the bill. And I, for the, she is very good because I, for the life of me, I, I don't drink, but I cannot, I yeah. could not see her keeping tabs or paying attention to anything that was going on in that room. You know, she's she's good. You I know, give props to her. I am. This actually sounds like a uh, a curious. I know in Vegas they have a a similar. Or maybe, I think it's Vegas. They have a similar place uh, that's a. a Russian vodka room with a a bar made entirely of ice, and I know they keep that really cold. But I didn't realize that there is a another place like that in L.A. And they give you uh, like coats, or these like these have to be synthetic furs, right? Or else uh, Peter would be all over this shit. Well, I'm assuming they are. The the, the <coughs> women got sort of leopard print kinds of mm -hmm. coats, and the men had. Um, I don't know. I guess seal fur. I, it was it was gray and uh, much more uh, much more Russian, like you'd see the men standing in the middle of Red Square wearing. Wow, it sounds like a, a pimp's meets hooker's ball hosted in Moscow. Uh, that's probably the most accurate way to describe it. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I want to go when I'm down in LA. I, I want to see this uh, up close and personal. All right, well, we'll go. I think you'll enjoy the band most of all. <laughs> Sounds it, man. You can call me Al. You kidding me? Yeah, that's the. And then, of course, a friend of the show, Alicia Witt, had a show on Saturday night, and if, and um, she, of course, plays a cover of "You Can Call Me Al." So I heard "You Can Call Me Al" twice live this weekend. Wow, yeah. that just doesn't happen, man. That just doesn't happen to anybody other than you. <laughs> well, I had there was all sorts of stuff happening for this, me this weekend. I slept through a concert, the band I play in. Uh, at a show. I love it. For somebody that doesn't party anymore, Jason, you still know how to get it done. <laughs> Apparently so. It was so ridiculous because I, I, I had an out-of-town guest. There was a, a, a friend. Well, I didn't have a guest, but there was a friend of mine who came in from out-of-town. So you know how that happens when you have someone who's out-of-town, in-town. Everything becomes you know going out to eat yeah. and going out to dinner and being out late and all that sort of stuff happens, right? So – we were out late on Friday night at uh, the Sunset Tower out uh, right across from your favorite place, the uh, Saddle Ranch Bar, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. I used to work there. I know you used to work there. We were right across from there. I tried to get the girls to get on the bull, too. I was like, hey, you want to go across the street get on the bull? They weren't, they weren't biting. Um, you know what will get that done? Mescaline. <laughs> Mescaline. Got it. Wrote it down. Uh so I, I have been playing with the same kindy rock band for, I don't know how many years now, quite a few years, four years maybe. And okay. It's, when I say it's a kindy rock band, I don't know if I've described this to the show or not, but you know, we, we play, it's kids music, uh, but it's indie rock sound. So basically, yes. it's the same sort of music you would hear on any college radio station, only the lyrics are about drinking juice boxes and riding bikes and mm -hmm. how fun it is to ride on an airplane, that kind of stuff, okay? 
Yeah, which I'm convinced pretty much um, is lost on the children. Uh, they have fun. They 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 bounce and they they enjoy. You know. Come on, Rob. All right. Work with me here. <laughs> but we've been playing. What we do is when we play shows, we play in the middle of the afternoon because that's we try to play in between nap times at events ah, that yes. kids go to. You know, so we'll play. Oh, how the, the mighty have fallen, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> See, you did. No, no, I'm trying to, to to destroy my reputation again after the whole vodka bar partying thing. But <laughs> we. We play at uh, at fairs and at um, fundraisers for schools, things like that. So there was a, a fundraiser at this nursery school. I think I might have even mentioned this on the show last week that we were going to play on Sunday. I've had it on my calendar that we were playing this past Sunday since the show was announced. I, I wrote it in my Palm Pilot. <laughs> we're yeah, playing yeah. on Sunday. You, and, well, you have a Palm Pilot, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm oh yeah, I'd never use it, but come on, Rob. Stop picking on me. When does this become picking on me? No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I was, I haven't heard what one of those mentions since like uh, the the mid late eighties. Yeah, exactly. Well, it still works. I just need to charge it. Anyway, <laughs> I had it in my scheduler. How's that? Okay, uh, that's perfect. For months now, a couple months now, and I, as I say, I had this friend who was coming into town, and we had plans. I, we were going to go see the show on Sunday. I had the weekend all figured out. Out late on Friday. Uh, I was up early on Saturday morning because I had a one-on-one coaching session with this actor for an hour at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then I'm directing this play. So I had an audition. Uh, I had to audition these two actors who were going out of town. So I had to go to the theater and meet them and audition them. I think that might have been at 9 in the morning uh, before I met with the other actor. Anyway, I was up, out late, up early, working hard, like... I needed to be attentive and, and studious for actors first thing mm -hmm. in the morning. And then I knew I was going out again. We had we were going out to the Knicks, the vodka place, for dinner on Saturday night. So I knew I had this stretch of time in the middle of the day to relax. Uh, but I was totally exhausted. My computer got infected with a virus. That's how tired oh. I was. Yeah. Completely just like being lazy, just trying to do something. I was like, ah, go ahead, install. And then I laid down. Uh, to rest because I had the afternoon and I get a call from uh, the you know the singer of the band saying we're going on where are you I said I thought the show was tomorrow no it's today and we're going on now and I went oh no oh, man. yeah couldn't have come at a worse time I mean it worked out okay because I got there pretty quickly I only missed I mean to say it worked out okay is a bit of a sweeping things under the rug but I, I I mean I missed the first couple of songs I showed up and I, I walked up on stage and they had already played a couple of songs it screwed up the whole set none of the sets worked they were they were unhappy I can tell you that much <laughs> it's funny because I'm, I'm picturing because in you know in my world I go out and see a lot of rock bands and I'm pitching uh, picturing all these like Little like mini bloggers sitting around, like you know, furiously tapping into their uh, you know their their iPads. You know, controversy erupts at the uh, Kindy Rock Fest. Bass player missing in action. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like it's just sweeping the blogosphere. Like right now, as we speak, in the Kindy Rock blogosphere, Jason, you've created a whole shitstorm. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Oh well, what can I do? What it happens. It happens. It happens. And I, I, 
I think that uh, I think that uh, it's understandable. There's nowadays, man. Sometimes a few uh, things slip through the cracks. You know, I'll forget. Like you know, you you just get so convinced something's happening on one day that you just that's it. That's his, you know, your mind is completely reconciled the fact that your show was on Sunday and not Saturday, and no amount of uh, reminders is going to change that. Right, and you know the the thing is that I remembered. You know, because they told us a couple months ago, and I just had, I knew the date, I knew the day, I just had it wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, it and happens. then I, I was so tired, on because we were out late on uh, on Saturday at the vodka bar, and then all day on Sunday, I was with my friend, and uh, we went out to go see Alicia, who didn't start playing till 10, and then I had to take my friend to the airport on, on Monday, uh, so I had more auditions on uh, Monday night for the show, uh, for the show I'm directing. So I, I get everything all done and I drive out to the theater and I get to the theater and the door's locked and I go, damn it. You know, I was supposed to get there early because there were these two actresses who needed to be seen early before auditions actually started at six. So I got there at five and nobody was there. And I was just like, typical, you know, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I unlock the door, I go in, I turn on all the lights, I sit in the audience, I'm poking around in, at, on the script, I'm looking at my iPhone, playing a game, and finally at, at about five or six minutes go by, and I go, what's up with this? I mean, they're scheduled at five, the actresses aren't even here, nobody's here, so I text the producer, and I say, uh, there's nobody here, uh, and he writes back, well, we're at the Hudson Theater, where are you? Whoops. Oh no! <laughs> Went to the entirely wrong theater. <laughs> wow, God, you did have one of those weekends. My God. Yeah, I was not. I was very unJason like this weekend in my responsibility and my dutifulness. I can tell you that much. I was. That's okay. Completely distracted, and I, but happily so, I must say. There's uh, such a subtext beneath this whole story that I'm not even going to like push on, but it, you know, <laughs> happily distracted, not like the usual Jason. <laughs> what do you think, audience? What do they said at Gmail? Yeah, right in. <laughs> what could possibly have had Jason's attention all weekend long? <laughs> well, you know what's got my attention wrapped right now. What's that, man? News. <laughs> yes, sir! I love the news! Wow. I'm actually coming out of it, Jace. I think I'm uh, starting to uh, better late than never. Well, I know how that song gets you going, and I, I gave you a lot of material there. It was pretty Jason-heavy at the beginning, so let's, let's hear what uh, is going on with the news! <laughs> you know what? You know who else loves this song? My wife loves this song now. Oh, well, how could you not? Whenever, whenever, whenever there's like, whenever we, we say the word news now around the house, we always like go news. Dun, dun. <laughs> da, da. It's really, it's really hooky. All right. So, uh, okay. Since we were talking about Facebook earlier, uh, let's start with this news story. And then maybe later, Jason, we'll get into in other news. <laughs> okay. That's my other favorite section. All right, so did you? You probably came across this one. Did you know that a Facebook loving couple names their baby like? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. This is uh, this might be filed under the sad but true category in our new segment. Um, 
Yeah, it says, think you like Facebook, think again. An Israeli couple likes Facebook so much that they named their newborn daughter Like. You know, as in the Like icon on the popular Palo Alto-based networking site. So apparently they are so enamored with uh, their Facebook and their Facebook use usage, they named their daughter Like. Which I think is actually a good move because have you? I mean, you have a young daughter yourself. Have you heard the way the kids talk? Like is just every other word these days, so yeah, it's yeah. going to be. I think it'll work. The out only for other her. name, maybe if they have a boy, they can name it um or wool. <laughs> I think wool's a good name. Wool, wool, like wool, or fail. <laughs> you know, it's every morning when I'm walking. Uh, my my animal pet and we walk down the street there's the kind of uh the opposite way is all the people going off to real jobs and i hear their conversations because everybody's on the um iphones and whatnot and so the the women that go by and they're always in their like you know early mid-20s this is like this is the snippets of conversation i get like without fail every morning like like well well um, like, well, um, I want to do a remix of just those three words. Uh, the one I get down here all the time, and uh, this is why our show is called uh, Explicit in the iTunes thing, is fucking, fucking, we were uh, fucking, the fucking guy was fucking doing the fucking thing, and I was fucking like, hey, fucking, you know what the fucking thing I need to fucking get care of, so he was fucking fucking me up. What? What did you just say? <laughs> that happens to me all the time. God. Can people really talk to each other like that in business, though? Those must be personal conversations. Well, it's, you know, people walking down the street on their cell phone or uh, with the car window down. I get that a lot with the car window down, two people having a conversation. Uh, or in the grocery store, yes. I'll I'll, people f saying fucking all the time in the grocery store. You know what it is, too, where you live especially because you live in the Hollywoods and the, uh, you know, the, the, everybody's making deals and whatnot. I think it's the aurification. You ever watch the Entourage? There's Ari, played by uh, the fabulous Jeremy Piven, friend of the show. I have not watched Entourage, but I know that it exists. Yes, Ari is like the super agent. He's the uber agent, and he's like just a complete loose cannon, uh, you know, hollering all the time and, and using a, a variety of profanity to express himself. And I think that people now just have, you know, used that as the model. What happened to the gay Talises yeah, of the world? I agree. Uh, I agree. What happened to the people named nice. Soup Nazi, right? Remember back when there was a craze back in the 90s when people loved Seinfeld so much that they were naming their kids after Seinfeld phrases? Wasn't there, you know, yeah. master of my domain? You know some 20-year-old kids named that now, right? Yeah, sure. And, there's the, and then he probably hangs out with Soup Nazi. <laughs> and Nip Slip. Um. <laughs> so uh, what do you think, man? How are we going to rate this one on uh, the only scale that matters? I'm gonna uh, I've, I've decided just the scales of justice pale in comparison to our shocker, not shocker scale. <laughs> I'm going to say this is not a because I believe people are that stupid. Uh, I am going to say this is a controversy only I have, I have reason a reason for it only in that the couple was israeli and i i figured that uh, naming your child like and, and after something is uh 
you know, terrestrial as uh, Facebook is, is, is a blight on God. Maybe she's named Like. <laughs> and the reporter just got it all wrong. It's really like a hardcore Hebrew name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From the book of Judith or something like that. <laughs> oh, you had to go there. You always bring it in Judas, man. The guy makes one mistake and you harp on it and harp on it. <laughs> Come on. I said Judith. Judith with a TH. <laughs> Uh, should we do some more news? Let's do more news. I'm feeling it now. I'm starting to get right up in it, as they say. Oh, please get much more up in it. Okay, here we go. You must have come across this one. I'm sure there's no way the L.A. media didn't leap all over this because it just showcases how depraved the Bay Area is. Um, did you hear about the mommy who injected her daughter with Botox? Oh, uh, kind of. I, I saw it float by on my Facebook feed. Somebody had posted it. Uh, to be offended by it. No, actually, now that I'm remembering exactly, I saw that Chelsea Hobbs, friends of the show, uh, tweeted ah. about it. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It's really kind of just, it just shows you where we're at as a society. Apparently, now I never knew that pageanting or this pageant world was such a big deal. I thought it was just kind of something that was relegated to, you know, various parts of the Midwest and whatnot. But apparently... This woman's from San Francisco, and she has a daughter that's involved in pageanting, and she's been shooting her with Botox to get rid of, I guess, those those terrible lines an eight-year-old gets, you know, those frowny faces they make when they don't like, you know, whatever, uh, eating their peas. And, yes, yeah, so uh, – and then she went on television to talk about it. And, uh, you know, because, you know, I'm sure the screen time was of the utmost concern, not realizing that it was going to alert every rational, normal thinking person to the fact that this woman is doing this horrible thing to her daughter. And uh, sure enough, Child Protective Services got notified out here and she has lost custody of her daughter. Well, what about the person who actually did the Botox shooting? She did it. The mother did it. Oh, she did it herself. How did she get Botox? I guess apparently the mother works um, in a – I want to say it's a doctor's office or a, a like a, um, a salon or something like that. So the mother has had some kind of experience with it but not – I mean Botox is a pretty heavy-duty thing. And I, I'm still convinced, Jason, that they do not yet know what the ramifications of putting botulism into the skin are. I, I have a feeling there's going to be, like Pokinex, a list of side effects that is, uh, you know, sheets long oh, yeah, from I, this. I will, I, I believe that. I think the what always surprises me about stories like this, and believe me, the idea of shooting up a child with Botox is is horrifying to me. But I think we can all sort of agree to the fact that that's horrifying. Um, but mm. the thing that I find most to be the to this is that it's news like i i yes i i not that not that it's not news but i i i can't figure out how to get on the news not that i want to be on the news but <laughs> i do so many things in my everyday life that i think are spectacularly newsworthy or that i sit and watch on television and i go how did this get to be mm -hmm. news like how did this get to be news how did she get on television there, there are people all over my town saying fucking, fucking, fucking in their cars who, who can't get on television. And this woman, some, some random woman who shoots her kid up with Botox is suddenly national news. I, I seriously don't understand how news works. Explain news to me, Rob. You're the news expert. 
Well, I would say it works um, in that uh, these people probably there, – There's, I read an article recently in uh, the Atlantic Monthly or something like that. It was really interesting. There's a guy. He's like a power broker. He's an agent for all of these um, these people that have interesting stories and he gets kind of gets to them first and then he's the guy who does the uh, – organizes their appearances on TV shows and <clears throat> he handles like a variety of clients. So if it's uh, – you know, everything from, you know, like I say, a, a Casey Anthony type, you know, members of her family or whatever to the woman that shoots her daughter with botulism and, you know, books them on these various shows. And yeah, I, I don't know what makes news. Uh, I, I definitely think that this is something what, I think what makes news in this sense is that people are just beside themselves. They're so, you know, like where where have we gone as a society where we have to, you know, Oh God! An eight-year-old's imperfections are, you know, gonna be Botoxed out so that she can compete in a pageant. What the fuck, man? Who cares? Right. Who gives a shit about pageants? Yeah, but see, see, I can understand the reaction to it. The the fact that it 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 caught on that somebody heard the story and then said, "Oh my God," and passed it on to somebody else because they're horrified of it. Kind of like this whole Governor Schwarzenegger thing is has has caught fire. Yes. People are passing around all the news about it. Like, "Oh my God, can you believe this is happening?" That I understand. It's the initial reporting of it. Who? What? What? Crack reporter? You know, scooped this story. And I know you're saying that there's agents and things like that. But how did? What? You know, if I do something. Let's say I do something spectacular, and I, 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 I mm-hmm. can't think of anything spectacular that I've done. But let's say that I, I drive home a carload of drunk chicks from the vodka bar, right? And I think, okay. this is news. <laughs> Who do I call mm-hmm. about that, right? I don't know. That's a good question. Call, call, start with calling uh, Child Protective Services. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You should have that number on speed dial. Okay. I know I do. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Um, I don't have that number on speed. I have no need for it. I have no children. You know what uh, we do have, though, Rob? What's that? We have a wonderful sponsor, and I'm not even going to pretend that I'm not just going to play the spot I played last week. What do you say? <laughs> you know what? I am curious as to what this wonderful sponsor has to offer us. Well, let me tell you. Audible.com is offering devoted What Do They Said podcast listeners a free audiobook download and a free 14-day trial of Audible.com so you can check out their service. You know, Rob, my local bookstore down the street, it's a major, major bookstore chain, and it's been going out of business for like a month now. Okay. And I popped down there to get a radically reduced-priced copy of Tina Fey's new book, Bossy Pants, Mm -hmm. right? I went down there, and while they had a lot of good books, I actually ended up getting Star Island by uh, Carl Heisen. Uh, they did not have Tina Fey's book, and you know how that is when you have like your mind set on something, and you, you like you you totally want to get it, and you feel like you've already got it, and then you get to the store and it's not there. Okay, I got you. So right there, uh, right from my iPhone, I logged on to Audible and I got Bossy Pants as an audio download. Yes. Uh, she reads it herself. It's uh, it's Tina Fey. Tina Fey reading Tina Fey's book, uh, Unabridged. Uh, they have it on Audible, and I'm loving it, and you can get it yourself for free. How? You can go to the web, visit www.audibletrial.com slash WDS. That's audibletrial.com slash WDS, like what Duvet said. That way they know you're coming from us, and you get your special WDS offer. And then you can try them free for uh, 14 days, see if you like them, see how their system works. I, uh, I got not only bossy pants. 
Uh, but I also downloaded Star Island because um, even though I have the actual hardcover, which I like, I read, you know, in my bed at night before I go to sleep. Um, I also like to listen to the book when I'm out walking the dog or when I'm driving. You know, but maybe I'm just weird that way. Are you? Try it out. www.audibletrial.com/wds. Go get Tina Fey's bossy pants. It's great. There we. You have know, it. Jace, that makes me think I need to read more. You think? Do you, well, you read a lot of news. We were we were still in the news segment there. Did did you have any more news? Oh yeah, I have, I have, I have just a couple more. We'll just we'll, the, these ones mostly for the titles, just because I just the titles crack me up sometimes. I believe um, in the news biz they call them headlines. Oh okay, we'll, we'll we'll go with that. Headlines. I love the headlines. <laughs> well, everything seems so like fictional to me, you know, in this world that we're living in. So I just view them as titles to made up shit that can't possibly be true. Right, and I think the headlines. I think that's a registered trademark to the Tonight Show. Is it? Oh, headlines? Yeah. Nice. Do we owe, do we owe Jay Leno money now just because we said mere, the mere mention of the word? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, we got to come up with our oh. whatever. What's, what's, what, what, isn't this the in other news segment then? Okay, well, let's go with this. We'll do this. This is in, in other news. <laughs> Great. All right. So this one says cops arrest alleged cannibal after finding human stew. Human stew? What was it kept in Tupperware in the fridge or something? This one takes place in, I'm not even going to make you play the other game. Uh, This one's in Russia. And uh, yeah, the suspect was arrested after police found a stew made from a human liver in a fridge at his Moscow apartment. Now, I don't know how you would, I am not the, you know, Epicurean. I would not know a human liver from the kind of liver my butcher sells down the street. So good on the Moscow cops. I guess they eat a lot of liver out there. I guess. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's the title of that one. We, I, we, we needn't diagnose it as a shocker or not shocker. I think in the post-Dahmer era, I think we are now well accustomed to people eating human beings. Yeah. That are yeah. other yeah. human beings eating human beings. Wow, discovered human stew. I wonder what else was in the stew. I mean, did he put carrots? Did he put... I would say a a mirepoix, for sure. (laughs) Maybe some bay leaves, some clothes. (laughs) Yes, bay leaves, of course. Um, Yeah, so there's that one. What else we got here? Oh, this is great, Jace. You'll love this one. Can't wait. This this makes me want to move to Brazil. Oh, okay. And not just for the Brazilians, if you follow me. (laughs) Uh, I do. Oh, do I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this one says Brazilian woman legally entitled entitled to masturbate at work. Oh, well, congratulations! That's great news. See progress, man. They're making progress in every other part of the world, but here. Yeah, exactly. We're just going backwards. I know, man. It's just like they're so progressive out there in Brazil. Yeah, um, a judge of Puerto Rico can't even speak today. A judge has reportedly ruled that a 36-year-old female accountant, ooh, accountant. There's wow. so many fantasies working in my head right now. Can legally masturbate at work and watch porn on her computer. We can't even get on Facebook here in America, <laughs> and these people are able to masturbate and watch porn at work. Seriously, where's the land of the free now? Honestly, man, it must be Sao Paulo. So yeah, apparently this woman has a chemical imbalance, go figure, um, that triggers severe anxiety and hypersexuality. Those were the kind of girls I would prey on when I was a young buck working in the bar business. Oh, God. Well, I, I got to read this. Just a couple more 
news stories. These are brief ones, but I this one I have to do for my wife because she's been on to this for quite some time. Lay it on me. All right. This one, uh, where are we at here? We're in Pennsylvania. And uh, it's up, it says, drunk ice cream man froze urine. <laughs> no. How, how is that even possible? Well, he's an ice cream truck driver salesman. And I guess this is why <clears throat> I've had to bring this story up. My wife, when we were living out in New York, we would always see the Mr. Softy trucks and whatnot. I don't know if you get those down in L.A. Uh, well, yeah, um, we kind of go into the uh, the more Latino areas to find the ice cream trucks okay. there around, yeah. Okay, so in New York, you know, on a hot summer day, they're everywhere. And they, you know, parked right out on some popular corner and you, people getting Mr. Softies. And I loved them. But my wife was always, like, really sketchy on going to them. And I said, well, what's the deal? She's like, where do these people pee? <laughs> Let's you know, see. she's like, where, where do they, where do they pee? Where do they go to the bathroom? Where do they wash their hands? And so, I'm like, oh, I'm sure they got, you know, some place. You know, they just shut the window and they go into one of the businesses. They have it all worked out. And uh, she's like, eh, I don't know. And this, I see this story here, and apparently it was, um, you know, we, I guess he, he was a bit of a drinker. Which I'd imagine if you're an ice cream salesman, um, that's you're probably prone, prone to drinking. Um, but uh, yeah, so apparently he was peeing in you know, water bottles and then, you know, freezing them, I guess, to be disposed of at a later date. I didn't know you could freeze urine because I always just pictured, didn't you as a kid think in the snow you could walk out into the snow and start peeing and your pee would freeze? Um, I, I, don't, I thought that you could draw pretty pictures with your pee in the snow. I didn't, wasn't thinking about freezing it necessarily. I thought it was kind of like vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this man wasn't – it doesn't say it in the story, so I'm not going to further complicate his life. But I hope he wasn't selling a piss sickle. Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering. I guess now that I think of it, that uh, once once urine stops being at body temperature, it just becomes liquid and you freeze it. But it's never occurred to me to hang around urine long enough to see if it can freeze. <laughs> exactly, right? Because what so, yeah, then... so that was that story – I mean, wouldn't then the streets of New York just be slippery? I guess they are at all times, though, by with dog and human urine what, during the. Oh yeah, months? it's sick with it, Jason. The whole the, the the streets of New York are paved with dog shit and piss. <laughs> Can't wait to get on East Village Radio to tell people that. <laughs> we want in. <laughs> This is sort of a an all news kind of show. Uh, you have more news? <laughs> Just one last one. This is a sad one, and I think uh, if you didn't know this, I think this is fresh. Um, did you know Jeff Conaway um, has a, reportedly he's slipped into a coma? Oh no, I didn't. And uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for him. It was a overdose of pain relievers. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, that's a sad story because I, I watched Celebrity Rehab, and so Jeff Conaway was featured prominently in that. And uh, you know, he was Kinnicky for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, as well he, as Bobby. He was originally, Danny Zuko on Broadway. He was he was Danny on Broadway. T talented guy, and unfortunately, he's just the, his life is just he's been a, a pill addict for quite some time. And I, I heard it. What started, he had a really bad back injury, and then. Uh, he just got addicted to the meds. But yeah, so it doesn't look like Jeff Conaway uh, is, is going to make it. So that, that's, that's a bit, that's a sad one. So I just wanted to mention that because I know you're a fan. I am a fan. Of, well, I'm not necessarily a fan of Jeff Conaway, but I do, I do like him in Greece and I did enjoy him in the taxi. 
There you go. The taxi. <laughs> so I guess uh, that'll, that'll wrap up in other news, a sub-genre of the news. Right. And now that we've been going for almost 45 minutes on our show here, <laughs> well, it's a good thing we didn't have any guests. I'm gonna have yeah, you- no, no, we couldn't, we couldn't squeeze them in. You know, but this is nice, uh, actually, Jace, because I felt, feel like we haven't talked in a while. So this is, uh, this is therapeutic. Yeah. Send the bill to Reba. All right, well, that just gives us a very little time to talk about our shows, which are fine because most of our shows are off the air. We had uh, The Amazing Race is done. God, thank God. And thank God. We have finished, of course. We've had four full hours of Survivor since last we talked, right? Yeah, I know, I know. That's a lot. That's a lot of Survivor. A lot of surviving was done in that time. Yeah, and it. Uh, I am usually very good at not finding out who the winner of Survivor was, but uh, I made the mistake when I was at the Alicia Witt show, uh, when I ducked off to the restroom at one point, I checked my Twitter account just because, okay. you know, heaven forbid I do something, only one thing while I'm doing something. <laughs> Uh, and I saw that uh, Boston, someone had congratulated Boston Rob, and I went, oh, no. Uh, but And then I was like, well, now I don't need to watch the show, but I was still interested. I still wanted to see how they figured out Redemption Island, and it was I, I kind of felt like it was a foregone conclusion that Boston Rob was going to win anyway, so it didn't really affect my viewing of the show when I finally got around to watch it. Well, you know, I'm happy. I kind of drew a line in the sand with Survivor where I said, if Boston Rob, and you and I talked about this on a previous show, did not win, I was through with the show because they're not rewarding people that play the game the way it should be played. Instead, they're rewarding like you know the people that are bitter in the jury against the person that played the game way better than they did. Yeah. And so uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was the hero for me. Uh, first of all, you know, Natalie was entirely just a little too young and green, and she she articulated why Boston Robs should win better than he himself had to, and he articulated it pretty good uh, himself. Philip was a complete, you know, disaster as we as we thought, and he was never had a chance. But uh, how about David in the jury stepping up, using his lawyerly ways to do? Uh, an additional closing argument for Boston Rob. Yeah, everybody was just, just screaming for Boston Rob, and he, he was absolutely right, and good on him for saying that, by the way. However, yeah, what what's up with him awkwardly proposing during the reunion show? God, did that feel did that feel so like that marriage is never going to happen? I don't even remember her, by the way. Like I never remember. I don't either. Any and you watched the show like religiously. Yeah, and I have no idea who she was, and I've completely forgotten that that happened. So I, when it happened, I was like, well, I should go look her up to see if I remember her. Because sometimes when I go back and look at screen grabs from prior episodes of Survivor, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. her. But uh, she, you, type you, type in, you type in, like, nude pictures of Survivor chick David's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, when I Google that, <laughs> then suddenly I spend all weekend wiping the virus from my computer. You've got me figured out. Oh, God, God. Uh, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't remember either. either. I felt like, like, like uh, they haven't they been, been dating that long, long or heard about the Spectre. Yeah, and I don't think he... I think he like started to feel that that wasn't what should happen at that point and Probst had it all figured out beforehand like I think they got it all figured out beforehand and David got cold feet but then Probst wasn't in on the 
not proposing thing. So he, David was kind of like, well, I got to go through with this. And then she was like, what? Do I have to answer this now? Okay, yes. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, Holly and I were like, of course she's going to say yes. But everything else about it was saying no. And honestly, the proposal on live television is, is really played out at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about yeah, uh, that proposals, on, that, but... uh, proposals on taped podcasts? Ooh, we should do that. If you want to propose to <laughs> your your loved one, <laughs> be sure to call us, 415-937-0445, or write to us at whatdebasehead at gmail.com. Yeah, your emails mean so much. The um, Because I think that would be great. I think that would be a scoop. I think that would be a wonderful way to express your love if you email us. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. And then we'll, we'll re- relay the email back to the listener. We'll forward it. Maybe that's what our function is. We, yeah. We'll forward the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll respect the, you know, the relationship enough to BCC us on it. But, you know, we will be in on it. And, uh, yeah, that's a so there you go, listeners. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Send us your proposal yeah, request. Exactly. That'll be news. That, totally. That, that is. Call people. Well, the funny thing is, it would be news in that the first question everybody would have would be, "What? What's a podcast?" Right. Yeah. Exactly. Did you hear about that person that proposed on a podcast? Oh, by the way, what's a podcast? <laughs> so. All right. uh, one last thing about Survivor, though. I thought it was also wonderful that in addition to winning the million dollars, Boston Rob also won the $100,000. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it just verifies what I've always thought is that the people want the best player to win, not the nice guy. Right. Well, there were no nice guys in this season. I mean, I guess Steve was a nice enough guy, but he kind of lost his steam. I, all the other nice guys were were so deeply devoutly religious that it was hard for me yeah. to connect with them just all about just not having clarity on on it being a game i mean you know god bless you for having faith and for practicing your faith and walking in your faith but really if i sit down and play a game of checkers with you uh yeah is it gonna are you gonna start praying before we play checkers dude just play a game of checkers this the, god's not interested in this you know god's got bigger plans yeah i <laughs> i i hope that this is the least of his worries you know the other thing too really quick about uh survivors i feel like russell has been exposed for really being kind of not that interesting and not that articulate yeah yeah it's true and for being kind of like bitter and obsessed bitter. with survivor yeah yeah very bitter um you know although he had valid points but you know what it's a game that's the thing you know that the grant still being so hurt by boston rob i mean come on i mean well, was grant hurt when the the defensive back that he you know would run a route against did something to kind of you know trick him into you know thinking the play was going in a different direction. Is that guy now off his friends list? Yeah, but the, you know, the thing that always kills me about the final uh, tribal council and the jury talking and people being upset at other players in the game about Survivor is truly what they're being upset about is that they didn't get to win a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. 
you're you're such there a dick is. because you didn't you didn't let me win. What? This is yeah. a game. One person wins. So if you if you get at least Andrea when she got voted off was like, well, you know, off I go. I think there's something else going on with Grant and Rob though because Rob said during the the reunion show there that they had they had been on the phone and emailing and talking for a, a while. Yeah. So, you know, they shot it and then they'd been emailing and talking and then the show started. And then Grant stopped talking to him. So I have a feeling. I think it was – go ahead. I, you have a feeling about this? I have a feeling that Grant is like an actual human being and a real person and steps out of the game. Mm. And, and, and when he started to see that Boston Rob in real life is just this person who lives and breathes and is a cipher and just wants to be a reality television star, that he's not yeah, interested yeah. in that type of person as a friend. That, you know, the Amber and Rob that... train – Reality juggernaut. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that's uh, you know, Jace. I think we're having such a good time with this show. I think we just roll in. We, we talk a little bit about uh, you know, make it or break it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's M I O B I it. Miobi. Miobi. Let's get ready to double. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I did not write a recap this week, Rob. Ah, uh, that's okay. I, you know, I was going to take a stab at it, Jace, but I just do not have your, uh, your gift of attention to detail and just the, the sheer effort that it takes to write that recap was uh, something I wasn't interested in exerting. <laughs> I understand. Well, I was, of course, uh, as I say, my 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 friend was in town up until Monday, and then I had you were uh, Venus in furs, apparently. Yes, and I had uh, auditions late into the night for the show on Monday night. So by the time I got home and watched, I, I hadn't even watched Survivor on Sunday night because I was out seeing Alicia and out most of mm -hmm. Sunday night. So I, when I got home, I got home around 10, or by the time I settled down to watch things, it was about 10 to watch Miobi and then Survivor, and I just didn't have the energy. And I've been... Uh, I've been Mr. Director, Actor, Dude all week. I just don't have the, hey, the time to write the recap this week. But I did watch the show. Yeah, I did too. Life gets in the way. I, I will just say this, that um, um, the best way to ensure that we can uh, write recaps for the show is to hire us as writers. <laughs> exactly. Are you listening, Holly? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we will gladly do anything that we are getting paid for at this point. That, that, yeah. that, that, that definitely uh, affects our abilities to deliver on time. Deliverables. Right. So, again, kind of an interesting transitional episode this week. Didn't really feel like uh... – it felt like a lot of setting things up again. Heavy sigh, heavy sigh. Why are you heavily sighing? Jace, and I've been saying this, uh, not to make your head explode, from day one, um, <laughs> that this season to me feels different. It feels false somehow. And while I've enjoyed the lovely ride with the rock girls – I'm realizing now the loss of Emily's character and the wonderful Chelsea Hobbs is a real blow to the show, in my opinion. I, yeah, I agree. I think what probably happened and maybe what you're feeling, and I, I could be projecting, but that once uh, Chelsea Hobbs announced her pregnancy, it threw everything off that they needed to find a way to write around the show because it was really Emily's show with Emily's story and these peripheral characters happening. And now that Emily's not there or they had to deal with the actress's pregnancy, that they had to find some other way to, to get things going. So the fact that there was a cute dog 
in this week's show. That, that was what? a major, <laughs> major plot element in this week's episode. Uh, the, yeah. the whole B story was about the dog and the dog cam. That if I had written the recap, I would have mentioned the dog cam several times. <laughs> um, yeah, it, the 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 storylines have just become become where they were rooted in some sort of like believability before they've just become increasingly more ridiculous um the the huge bus and god bless kathy and jimmy um the huge bus kelly parker's face on it and i don't think that happens in gym, women's gymnastics at all i don't think that there's the kind of money they insinuate is involved in women's gymnastics you don't think um, Mary i know that retton had a bus I do not think Mary Lou Retton had a bus. I think Mary Lou Retton was very focused on gymnastics. Um, none of these not. girls, that's an afterthought with the exception of Payson. And I just, it's hard for me to like some of the characters. I, quite frankly, I, there's nothing likable about Lauren to me anymore. And I know like before maybe that was like if she was deliciously evil. Now she's just like mean <clears throat> and hurtful and spiteful. And I'm not getting off on her character. Um, it's feeling a lot more like Scooby Doo for some reason. Scooby Doo. Yeah, there just it just seems like there's like you know capers and 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 plans and to, and, and things to foil and we got to pull the wool over Saucer's eyes again. Like I mean, for Christ's sake, this guy is not equipped to coach a a, a bunch of sixteen year olds if he cannot get them to do what it is they claim to want to be doing, which is win the Olympics. All right. You know, it's just like it's just it's it become it's become so ridiculous to me because it started out kind of being really sort of semi believable, and I would be rooting for them, and now I'm not rooting for them anymore. I'm rooting for the show, quite frankly, to to be done. Wow. Well, you might have your opportunity. It has not been renewed yet, as we know, and uh, the because I, I think it doesn't know what it wants to be anymore. I think the show. I mean, you 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 have experience in, in television and in, in writing and whatnot. What do you think? What do I think about the show, or what do I think about it being renewed? Well, I mean, it's both, but about the show in general, do you think it knows what it wants to be? I feel like it's trying to kind of like follow a trend of teen drama, like, and uh, it's not the show it initially started out being, which was kind of an earnest sort of semi-realistic look at a world that I wasn't familiar with. Well, I think what happened is what I said earlier that uh, the they they had ABC Family picked up the show for another season. They probably dragged their heels in picking it up. Uh, Chelsea Hobbs is an as a human being who has to go live a life and is married and decided to continue living her life and got pregnant because she's having a a family and and living a life. And then ABC Family called and said, "We've picked up your show." And then she had to tell everybody, even though she's under contract, she had to say, "Well, I'm pregnant." Uh, and that mm -hmm. that that Holly in the writers' room had to figure out how to work around Emily's pregnancy and and make it a show that still was happening. They probably had a big plan planned out that they had to throw out the window when their lead actress got pregnant. So now they're 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 kind of flying by the seat of their pants and without having a new plan and they're week by week they're coming up with things like like a dog being adopted. Um, and yeah, and it's just kind of for a show that may not be getting picked up. 
I would think that the emphasis would be on trying to sort of drive storylines that were already there as opposed to just keep creating all these new loose ends that need to be tied up, you know, like they've gotten so far away from, you know, the individual characters and and more into all the individual characters and all the ridiculousness of, you know, they're compounding their lives every further and further and further with each episode. It's kind of like, my God, you know, we, there's still so many interesting things that are left on the table. And now you keep introducing more and more and more less interesting things. Well, I like think a dog. What, yeah, like the dog. Well, I think the the shift has gone from what I thought was interesting was the sports and gymnastics portion of it and the goal-oriented things with that uh, and sort of the trappings of celebrity and the, the way of dealing with it in being a, a teenage girl and being driven in the sports thing to really it just being a lot about boys and liking boys. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what drives all the other teen dramas, which makes me think that that's the model for success or that's the model for success they feel they have to go down. But uh, I watch a lot of those shows, Jason, and it's embarrassing to admit. But um, when watching that, you know, a show like ABC Family up against a show that has probably a larger budget and maybe some uh, larger name actors in, involved with it, the difference, there's a lot of parody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I I got into Make It or Break It just because I um, because I don't watch all of those other shows, uh, and I enjoy it, and I got hooked on it. And I, I I'm unlike you, I am still enjoying it when I watch it um, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. But I I do believe that uh, that ABC Family is is giving it the shaft, especially because there, there's not a two hour season finale on Monday. There's two one-hour shows stuck together that they're uh, airing oh, really? on the same night. How'd you... Oh, how'd you find that out? Because I can do math. There's only been eight, eight shows. <laughs> and so there's oh. always 10 shows in the season. So it's not like there's been nine shows and the last show is a two-hour finale. They're, they're showing the episode mm. nine and episode 10 back-to-back. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think it comes back? I don't know. I don't have high hopes, but uh, especially because they're, you know, the Chloe's now gone, and I love me some Chloe. So Chloe's gone, and Damon's gone, and Emily's gone, and now they're bringing in new characters like Kathy and Jimmy, and they're, yeah. they're pumping up Kelly Parker's presence, and those aren't the people I'm interested in. You know, I know when we. Yeah, and. and... Sasha becomes more and more like the Fonz with every intro <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I got to start thinking about wrapping this up because I have to go act. Ah, yes, get in character. Um, well, little little bit of chum. I, it's more, this is more of a story than it is. Well, it's chum, chum, because I'm curious if you you probably have an opinion on this. All right, I'm here. I'm in All the right. tank. Burr, burr, okay. Burr. <laughs> oh, I forgot my suit. I'm free balling in the tank. <laughs> Um, so we, a neighbor, um, of ours has a a good friend of theirs that was dog sitting for the weekend Mm -hmm. and really nice guy. And so we ran into him on the street and he mentioned he was going to be dog sitting and 
we were going to go to a, an art opening of a friend of ours. And so we invited the person along. We said, why don't you come along with us? You know, since you're going to be here, come hang out. It's just down the street. He's like, sure, sounds great. So we had him over to the house before for a cocktail before we were going to head down. And, you know, we just get to talk. And we don't know uh, the person super well. So we're getting to know each other. And you know how a lot of times when you first meet somebody and you're it's a Friday night and everybody, you're having a few drinks, you know, and, and then you start kind of bonding over, you know, glory days of partying oh we used to do this and we used to do that and back when we you know god these people i think my wife said something innocuous like well these people you meet boy they they, they party pretty hard you know and he was like oh yeah no i i know that and then we're talking he's like you know my drug of choice so this was this is the snark chum if you will yes is you know, he, when people say, oh, my drug of choice, you expect to hear something like, you know, oh, I like, I like a little bit Jack Daniels, you know, and uh, a bit of, uh, you know, maybe smoke a little pot, something like that. His drug of choice was ketamine and cocaine. <laughs> How does that become a drug of choice? I, that's what I, I was like, I looked and I, my first reaction was I, I just said, Whoa, dude, that's hardcore. It's like <laughs> animal tranquilizers and cocaine from a K-hole to a yayo. <laughs> wow, he's got some serious issues there. I mean, I just never, when you're first meeting somebody, you know, and, you, you know, you want to kind of, you know, be cool or whatever. But I never would lead with that. That's just kind of so hardcore, right? Yeah, yeah. There was a, a in the group of of people that I went out with to the vodka bar on a Saturday night. There was um, <laughs> I, I, she, one of the girls led with something, and I don't remember what it was exactly. So perhaps I'll think of it later. But it was kind of like a really, really. Did you just share that with the entire table? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly my. That was my exact feeling. I was just kind of like. Wow, that's a yeah, that's a big lead. I, I and then you know, like I'm not going to try and top that, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know what that says about me if I'm like trying to top ketamine and cocaine as a uh, as a the drug cocktail of choice, yeah. <laughs> the preferred. <laughs> wow. Okay, then good stuff. Yeah, I got. I had so some there... chum for the snark tank, but I don't remember what it was, and because uh, I, I just I, I'm still out of. I'm I'm still sort of not I'm, I'm you see what I'm you see what's happening? I do. That's some chum you owe me, Buster. I owe you some chum. I'm still practicing my contrary action. I dare say that I'm I'm in spring. So ah, the, you're in fl full bloom. I'm in full bloom. The okay. So uh, great. Um, I'm going to share this with you because I think it's it's pertinent and yet not pertinent. The um, okay. Ooh, is that a new segment? Pertinent yet not pertinent? <laughs> I don't have time for a new segment. We got to get out of here. I got things to do. But oh, before we get off yes. this, I, while it's fresh in my mind, you befriended a friend on Facebook. I saw said so Jason Deplizzi is friends with person's name, and then I kind of just looked to see who it was, just because I'm a, a busybody. Yeah. And she went to Marymount Manhattan College, which is um, my alma mater, half alma mater. Oh. Uh, okay then. 
Yeah, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. It was yesterday. You befriended some girl. Um, yes, there was well, no pictures of her. So I, I know. That, well, that's exactly what happened. I was at the movie shoot yesterday, so I told her about the podcast and, and told her about the, my uh, plays, and now we're Facebook friends, so I can tell her how to listen to the podcast and listen to the listen to the plays. So there you go. Nice. Tell her, tell her Bob Duvet is also a, uh, an alum of Marymount Manhattan College. Well, she's probably they listening. They had a great tell theater program there, so... Well, good. I will. Maybe I'll. Maybe I will befriend her as well. <laughs> okay, do that. <laughs> All right. So is it? This is it. Is it a show? It's a show. Let's Have we wrap done it, it up. Uh, yeah. I don't want to know what you're doing this weekend. I'm sick of hearing from you now. We've talked too long. <laughs> yes. Very good. So thanks for listening, listeners. Thanks for listening, listeners, and thanks for listening, listeners. Hey, listeners, you have one job to do, and that's listen, and you do it better than anybody we know out there. So thank you so much for that. That's right. And we will see you all next week. Yes. Get those Facebook numbers up. Don't be shy. Bye. Bye.